your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to a Saturday edition of the Locked on Stars podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Nash, joining you here for a little weekend hockey talk, a little weekend Dallas Stars talk on today's episode. We're going to continue to update you on all things Dallas Stars as it relates to their schedule. The Stars game, uh, of course, tonight originally scheduled to be played against the Tampa Bay Lightning has been postponed. The fourth game of four that have been postponed because of the severe weather in North Texas and all of the uh, resulting um, power outages and, and all the fallout from that. So uh, the, the Stars are off tonight, so uh, they will be back on the ice Monday against the Florida Panthers, kick off a three-game set against Florida in Florida before heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning later in the week. Uh, tomorrow we will potentially have a crossover preview with uh, Locked on Panthers podcast. Um, we will, we're still working out some of the details on that. Um, it's really going to work right. It's really going to depend on my schedule just because, uh, you know, this winter weather and I, of course I'm in Mississippi, but the winter weather has led to some rescheduling of some events here. And, uh, I now have a lot on my plate the next couple of days, but we will have a podcast tomorrow, whether it's with them or not. Uh, we'll have something uh, coming out probably Sunday night, uh, but we're going to try to do it with them. So keep you updated there. Uh, before we get into, uh, we're going to continue our talk on the Dallas Stars defenseman. And, and uh, yesterday, if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, we went through Joel Hanley, Andre Sekera, Mark Pesic, Jamie Alexiak, the the, bo- the bottom four, I guess, bottom three, and then the Alexiak off the second pairing, um, and kind of just evaluated their performances so far this year, graded their performances on the season so far this season. Um, and uh, kind of projected where they're at short term and long term with the Stars team. We're going to finish up to finish up defenseman today with Miro Haskin and John Klingberg and Esther Lindell. We're also going to talk about a little bit more schedule talk, but more so just where the Stars are at. They were on the ice yesterday uh, practicing. They talked to the media, some interesting stuff coming out of that media availability. They are off today. And uh, and then they'll head to uh, head to Florida um, to uh, to get ready for for their games against the Panthers. Um, you know, coming out of the media availability, that's really where, you know, the interesting stuff came from. Uh, this coming from Anton Hudobin, um, who, uh, was, was talking to, uh, stars media and, uh, reported by Matthew DeFranks said that Anton Hudobin said that he's got, uh, 11 people staying at his house right now because of the, uh, all the fallout from the severe winter weather in North Texas. Um, apparently a lot of stars players are kind of, um, housing uh, their teammates and, and keeping people at their houses because, uh, so, so many places are without power and stuff like that. Um, uh, Matthew, DeFra- Matthew DeFranks, uh, tweets a quote from Anton Adobin. I have 11 people in my house. So it's like a family we're treating each other. We're helping each other. We're talking to each other. We win together and we lose together. Uh, DeFranks also said that on Friday, they heard that Jamie Ben, Essel Lindell, Tyler Sagan were all housing teammates and potentially teammates families. They don't no clarification on that, but that they're all housing people and helping people out and, uh, and keeping them in their homes while uh, everybody sorts through um, kind of the aftermath of this severe winter weather. So, Stars fans, uh, Stars fans, the uh, the players are in a uh, are in an interesting situation, just like a lot of you, um, you know. And uh, 
we've talked about this a couple of times, you know, I, I hope that you all uh, have where somewhere warm and, and dry with running water that you don't have to deal with any of this. And that if you did, that it was resolved quickly um, or is being resolved quickly. I know that it's been a it's been a, a tough week for uh, for a lot of people in, in Texas as a whole, not just North Texas, but Texas as a whole. So, um, you know, hope that you're all able to stay safe through all of that. Uh, as far as the schedule goes, we've kind of updated you a lot on, on what this is going to mean for the team. Obviously, they're going to have quite a few games in hand compared to a lot of their other Central Division foes. Um, and so, you know, trying to keep track of uh, where they are in uh, in comparison to the rest of the Central Division, it's going to be kind of an, an, interesting, uh, an interesting exercise this season. Um, you know, as it stands right now, they're they're sitting in sixth place in the division, and uh, they look, you know, uh, they're somewhat well off the pace of the teams in front of them, but they're getting to the point now that those games in hand really affect them in comparison to some teams. You talked about this yesterday. Uh, you know, they're, they're six points off of Columbus, but they got six games in hand. That's just to get to fifth. Um, they're, they're eight points off of uh, Chicago in third with seven games in hand now. Um, it's just it's a lot of uh, a lot of kind of shuffling that's going to take place as the stars continue to make up their uh, their their games in hand uh, throughout the year. And, you know, we, we've reached a point we talked about this and uh, I, I think I mistakenly I maybe mistakenly quoted it. It was Matthew DeFranks who tweeted out that if the stars were to play the remainder of their games, including the ones they need rescheduled um, before their normal scheduled end date of the season, which is May 10th, they would play 44 games in 78 days, which is essentially a game. It is a game every other day. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's it, we're getting to the point now where it has to be asked, are they going to finish the season in, in you know, totality or are we going to see them, um, you know, maybe miss out on one or two games and, and have to get into a points percentage uh, kind of thing or um, points per game kind of, you know, metric, whatever they decide to do. But, you know, they're 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 reaching a point now where there's not a whole lot of leeway without the NHL kind of shuffling the schedule as a whole and opening up that second week of May to allow uh, to allow the Stars and any other teams that may run into a similar situation where they're getting a number of games canceled. But they're, they're, uh, if the NHL doesn't open that up, they, there's really not a whole lot of time for the stars to make up these games, not to mention the fact that even though they could, you know, technically it would have 44 games in 78 days, that's, you know, they've got to create the space in the schedule to make that happen. You know, Dallas has uh, already got a very busy schedule. There's not a whole lot of days off in the uh, the calendar as it is. And so I think there could be a considerable amount of shuffling, shuffling to their, to their season down the line as they, as the league tries to kind of rearrange things to, to fit these games. in. of course, you know, they'll have, they'll have two games against Nashville and, uh, and two games against, uh, against Carolina, uh, sorry, against Tampa Bay to make up all at home. Um, but they'll have four games. They still have to make up. That doesn't factor in the fact that they still are getting ready to start making up their, uh, their previous four games at the beginning of the season. They were postponed because of the COVID restrictions. They'll make up one of those games against Florida this week, but then the majority of them are not being made up towards until towards the end of the season, which really kind of ate up the free time that the uh, stars already had at the end of the year. So we'll have to keep you updated there as, as the league continues to try to figure this out and sort this out. And, and um, hopefully we'll kind of get a better picture of, of what the star schedule is going to look like uh, come the end of the season. Uh, hopefully we'll get that in, in the next few days here. Um, let's step aside real quick. When we come back, we will uh, we'll, we'll start diving into the Dallas Stars defensemen, the remainder defensemen that we have left, in uh, kind of wrap up this week's shows. Before we step aside, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be 
might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. It even covers BetOnline, even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50, a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON, BetOnline AG. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Back here at the Locked On Stars podcast, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Rakowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. We're uh, continuing on with this Saturday edition of the Locked On Stars podcast. Now we're going to dive back into uh, some Dallas Stars defenseman talk. We uh, kind of surveyed the seasons for Joel Hanley, Mark Pesic, Andre Sekera, and Jamie Alexiak in yesterday's episode. We also did the Stars goalies, Jake Ottinger, Anton Dobin, uh, on uh, on Thursday, so make sure to go check those out if you haven't. We're going to finish up the defenseman today. We're going to start with Miro Haskin. And Miro Haskin, of course, I, I've said this on multiple occasions. I think he is the best hockey player on the Dallas Stars right now. I said that going into the season. I, yeah, he's an incredibly, incredibly talented 21-year-old, and that's what's scary. He's 21. He's still so he's got so much to do and so much to to learn and, and to continue to grow. Yet he's already you know uh, one of the better defensemen in the NHL. He's already you know working his way into the Norris conversation he's he's already got the ability to take over games we saw in the postseason and that's really kind of where I think Miro Haskin gained some kind of mainstream prominence was last year in the playoffs he had 26 points in 27 games for the Stars in the postseason last year a plus eight rating skating 26 minutes a night he was absolutely phenomenal 34 block shots he blocked more shots in uh he, he blocked 34 shots in uh 27 games more shots uh the more than one shot per game I uh, had 50 hits, 21 takeaways. He was really, really good for the Dallas Stars in the postseason. And that kind of set expectations even higher for him this year. You know, he's he's part of a talented defenseman group. That's This is the, the, the part of the Stars uh, roster that is probably the strongest um, and, and the most consistent. You, you know, when we've done our projections for the rest of the year, there's no, you know, there's really no guesswork involved. We know exactly what these guys are going to do, uh, what roles they're going to fill for the rest of the season, barring something unforeseen. But you know he set the he set expectations even higher for because of what he was able to do in the postseason. Now the question is: Is he meeting those expectations? I think expectations were this guy's going to be a a fringe Norris candidate um, this season, potentially get into a little bit more of a a heavier conversation. He's probably going to be the best defenseman on the Dallas Stars, uh, going both ways, um, and he's going to show the ability to take over some games when it matters. Looking at his season so far, you know he's. The numbers are not eye-popping. Uh, he does have eight points through 12 games, all eight are assists. Hasn't scored a goal yet this year, even on the pl- in the plus-minus, skating a little over 23 minutes a night. Uh, a little, he's skating about half a minute less than he did per game in last year's regular season, uh, more on par with what he was doing uh, in his rookie year, 2018-19. So, you know, they're not necessarily eye-popping, eye-catching numbers per se, but, you know, he's, he's so talented and, and he does... You know, he makes this the little plays throughout the game that, that prevent a shot, prevent a good chance, prevent a goal. 
I mean, we saw we saw it against Carolina, right? He almost single-handedly got the Stars that point at the end of the game to, to take it to OT and eventually the shootout where the Stars would fall because Sebastian Ajo has a two-on-one breakaway with an empty net with about with with less than a minute left to go. Stars down by one, and Ajo, you know, frankly, Ajo did not make a good play. He made a poor decision and, and tried to pass it off. And, um, you know, if he had probably just taken the shot on net, he probably would have scored or he could have you know, not tried for a, a spinorama pass, and he probably would have scored too, uh, or, or his teammate would have scored. But he went for the pass, and Miro Haskinen, who's, who's chasing him down and, and is trying to beat him to the point, reaches back, able to tip away the spinorama pass, you know, reaches, you know, he, Miro Haskinen skating, flips to his right, Sebastian Ajo's coming down the left, Haskinen flips to his right, reaches around backwards, and breaks up a pass, and it spawns, uh, spurs a uh, Stars little mini breakaway, and Joe Pavelski ties it up, sends it to OT, gets the Stars a point. And it's those things that he does so well, and that's why, you know, the expectations were, I think, even higher for him this year, obviously, than they were last year. And in no, from an offensive perspective, and maybe a game takeover perspective, like we saw in the postseason, hasn't quite gotten to that level yet this season I don't think but on the whole you you can't sit there and go man he's been really poor or anything like that or he's really struggled to uh you know to 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 live up to those expectations because the expectations were astronomical and even though even if he doesn't quite reach those he's still uh, he's still going to be performing at a at a, a top quality level so you know Eight points, all eight assists, a hat trick. He had a hat trick assist in one game, so five assists through eleven is is also another way appropriate way to look at it. Um, and you know, I think he's been solid. I think there's. I still want to see him kind of take the next step into taking over games because I think he has it. We saw it, you know, in that Carolina game. We saw him make a couple of you know important plays, and then leading to that uh that important um that important stop right there uh, on on Ajo. Um, I think he's got a little bit more of that in his locker, and I think part of it is just kind of getting his feet under him. Obviously, he played a lot of hockey last year, um, and then he's you know going into the playoffs and making that deep run. He played, he had a lot of mileage on his on his legs, and he skated a ton in the postseason, heavy minutes in the playoffs. So I think some of it's going to be getting getting uh, kind of getting his legs back under him, and and uh, you know it, as far as the partnership goes with Jimmy Alexiak. I'd like to see, and I said this yesterday when I was talking about Alexiak, I'd like to see a little bit more of a balance between the two because it feels like more often than not when when there's one of those two guys is pinched in uh, in the offensive zone and has gotten in and really gotten into the mix offensively, it feels more often like than not that like it's been uh, it's been Alexiak, not Haskin. And Alexiak's a talented, uh, has the ability to do some things in the offensive zone, but I, I would love to see the, the puck on Mary Haskin and stick a little bit, let him kind of run the show in the offensive end and, and then create. You know, the, the talent's obviously very much there. We said, you know, I, all you have to look for is that third pass to Ty Delandry a couple weeks ago that got Delandry his first career goal, got Haskin his third assist of that game. Uh, it was a, you know, just a, a beautiful feed to the back, you know, the back post of the goal Delandry made a great cut and and you know Mira Haskinen just I mean easily slipped it and put it right on a stick and so you know the ability is 100% there and uh, I think it's just I think it's it's being even more aggressive with how with how he runs the show and with with how he impacts the game as far as a grade for the season uh, B probably go B B plus um, which I know I've sat around there for a lot of the stars defensemen. I think the defenseman group as a whole has been fairly solid. Um, you know, but I'd like to see uh, a little bit more from Haskin. I'd like to see a little bit more from a lot of guys, but I think they're, they're meeting kind of their 
at least their baseline requirements, which is to be very defensively sound and, and all of that. I think the next question is, can some of these guys find the elevated level to their game? And Amir Haskins' case, can he continue to uh, to show that he can take over games and, and, and run the show for the Dallas Stars, especially when they need it like they do on this current losing streak? Uh, short-term outlook, no secret. He's going to be on the power play. He's going to be, you know, he's going to skate tons of special teams minutes. He's going to be, uh, he's going to continue to uh, be on that second pairing with Jimmy Alexiak um, and, and skate a lot of minutes, 25, 26 minutes a night. Uh, long-term, he is a restricted free agent um, going into this uh, this coming offseason. Uh, and so the Stars are going to have to work out a long-term deal with him. Uh, yeah, he's a RFA after this season. That being said, I fully expect for them to uh, to work out a a deal um, with Haskin in the long term. They're not letting Mario Haskin go anywhere. Uh, he's too talented. I mean, I, he is the most talented player on the Stars roster as it stands right now with the highest ceiling in front of him. Um, and he's already uh, uh, I, he's already probably top two or three players on this team, if not the best, um, even, even though he's not quite putting up like uh, pr- producing like he did in the postseason so uh they'll get a long-term deal with him done i'm confident of that i think he's a he's a cornerstone piece for this team for for years and years to come and and the stars just a matter about getting the deal done at this point uh let's go ahead and jump over before we uh get to break let's go ahead and jump over to essa lindell talk about him really quickly lindell obviously the the most defensively sound of the defenseman on the Dallas Stars. He, he's got the best um, ability in his own zone. Great shot blocker, uh, you know, great physical defenseman, great in- instincts. He skates on that top pairing. We know that. 12 games so far this year, he's got one goal. That's his lone point. It was a breakaway goal, but he's a plus four. He's skating uh, 24 minutes a night on the ice, so a little about half a minute more than he was skating in 2019-2020. He's only 26 years old. He's blocked 20 shots through 12 games. Last year, he blocked 127. The before that 161 the year before that 123 year before that 119 so he's riding a four season streak of 100 or more block shots 120 really block shots or more uh and uh 2018-19 was kind of his his breakout year physical defenseman 161 block shots 143 uh hits uh and he had a 32 point season 82 games was a plus 14 He's, I mean, S. Lindell does everything quietly, right? He's not the flash of John Klingberg and even Miro Haskin where he's going to be making the unbelievable, you know, uh, puck handling plays, creating the, the chances, scoring the goals um, as a defenseman. That's not what he does. But defensively, he's, I mean, he's as sound as they come. Finished 11th in Norris voting last year. Um, you know, he's, he's hurt by the fact that he doesn't produce a ton offensively you know he's, he's had a 23 point season last year 32 the year before that uh he's kind of that's his range 25 to 30 points per year um is his range so he's not putting up like the some of the, we see some defensemen do you know nearly a point per game kind of thing and so he's hindered a little bit like that and i think uh national recognition but as it stands i mean he, he's he continues to show that he's just his instincts defensively are great and his, his ability defensively is uh is 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 Almost, it's it's really unmatched. I think on this Stars team, Miro Heiskanen, I think is up there. Uh, Miro Heiskanen is 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 has that kind of ability. I think Esselindel maybe a little bit more refined and held from the fact that he's not quite as engaged offensively as Miro Heiskanen, so he can just kind of sit there and and just you know just set up shop and and be a wall for this Dallas Stars defense. Uh, Short term kind of outlook, he's going to be on the top pairing, going to skate on the special teams on the on the on the penalty kill. He's uh you know. 
he's he stays on the ice. I think that's a big part of it. He's got four penalty minutes this year. He doesn't take penalties. He stays on the ice. He's available for your penalty kill, and he's a phenomenal defensive defenseman. And that you know that's really all you can say about him. Long term outlet for Esselindel. He's going to be around for quite a while. I don't see him going anywhere. He's got a long term deal. He's under contract through twenty four the twenty four twenty five season. So he's got four more seasons after this year at five point eight million dollars per year. After that, he'd be thirty thirty one. I believe 31 years old. He's only 26 right now. You know, beyond that, I think the stars, I think the stars would do well to to try to get him locked up even longer term. Um, after you know, as this deal comes to an end in, in a few years, I'd hopefully they're not going to be priced out of anything. There's a, the stars should have plenty of cap space that year uh, as they get they get a, a lot of players off their books, including Jamie Benn, um, who will we'll see a, even if he's back, he'll it'll be a significantly reduced cap hit. Um, but Essa Lindell, I think is, I think he's up there with Miro Haskin. I think that's the future of your top, your top pairing and in your top blue line. Um, if they can play together, you know, or Essa Lindell, maybe long-term if John Klingberg's gone can work with, um, any of these younger stars defensemen that might step up and, and, and show a lot of promise. Cause he's so, he's so solid defensively that you can feel like you can get somebody else in there who maybe isn't quite as, you know, quite as polished in the, in the defensive aspects of their game. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be overly exposed. So, um, yeah, he's, 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 a you know, he does things quietly and that's kind of his personality, but, uh, uh, he's fun to watch, and if you haven't, if you if you watch Stars games and and you don't really, you know, it, if you watch especially on TV, that's where it's easiest to probably see it because there's a little bit less going on. But if you just watch Esselindel on the ice, just his positioning's phenomenal. He's in the right spot, and he just he does not make mistakes, which is I mean that is an invaluable asset for a defenseman. As far as a grade for this year, I think he's a. Uh, I'd probably give him a B plus. Um, you know, same kind of thing as Esmir Haskin, and I think there's even more. And I think the fact that the Stars are on this little mini, this mini uh, losing streak is kind of hurting him in the sense that uh, you know everybody he's got a little bit more of a sour taste in their mouth when you're kind of evaluating because they they're not winning games right now. Um, but you know he's been phenomenal this season. Let's look at you look at his numbers right now. He's he's got nearly a point in defensive point share. Leads the Stars team um, per Hockey Reference. He's, he's He's, I mean, he's phenomenal, right? Um, let's step aside one more time. When we come back. We'll talk about John Klingberg and wrap up this Saturday episode. Before we do, RockAuto.com is the best place to shop for auto and body parts for your vehicle. There's so many makes and models out there. It's impossible to keep all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. When you go to these stores, you got to wait by that while the guy behind the counter orders the parts that his warehouse happens to carry. There's not a whole lot of selection or variety. You got to go with what they've got. You don't need to go through that. You've got a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business. They've served auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They get everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 
Back here at the Lockdown Stars Podcast, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. We've talked about Miro Hastings. We've talked about Essel and Dell. Now it's time to talk about John Klingberg and his 2020-2021. I guess it's just the 2021 NHL season evaluate that where he's at what he's done so far this year and uh he's been uh he's been a bright spot for this Dallas Stars team to to put it mildly he's been one of the most talented uh he's one of the most talented players on this team and he he's having the resurgence that the Stars needed him to have after uh after he had a a little bit of a down stretch over the over the last season or so um he, he's really kind of found his groove again and I mean he's he's you know, in a similar vein to Demir Haskin, and, and this is no knock on Esselin Dell, right? Esselin Dell is a phenomenal defensive defenseman with a ton of ability, and and he's an invaluable asset to that Stars group. John Klingberg, in the same way that Mary Haskinen can, can absolutely take over a game when when he's when he's got the when he gets the chance to, and when he's when he's engaged, and when he's got the puck on his stick, especially in the offensive zone, he can absolutely change a game. Klingberg's just twenty eight. And, and he's already on this kind of the second upswing of his career, and he's starting to show why the Stars gave him a long-term deal. Through 12 games so far this year, he's got 12 points, 2 goals, 10 assists. He's been phenomenal on the power play, that power play that he runs, uh, and he's been a lot with a lot of them with, with Joe Pavelski, and, and that unit has been nearly unstoppable, especially early on in the year. He's a minus two, skating a little over 23 minutes a night, but he's got a 1.6 point share on the uh, for the stars that's second on the team trails. Only Joe Pavelski, who we'll talk about later, uh, probably next week. Um, but he's you know he, he's phenomenal. He's 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 a game changing kind of talent, and the stars only have a couple of those kind of guys, right? Miro Heiskanen, John Klingberg. Joe Pavelski so far this year, and Joe Pavelski at points in his career. You know, last year was a down year. If he gets back to where he was in his last year, in in, in uh, with the Sharks, he's that kind of player. Um, Tyler Sagan, when he's healthy, fully healthy, he's that kind of player. And I think that's guys who truly can just the team can be playing poorly, and he can change it on ahead. I got some guys who can pop up and do it here and there, but do it with some consistency. There's only a handful of those guys on this team, and John Klingberg is one of them. You know, obviously, you know, last year was a down year for him, just 32 points in 58 games. The year before that, 45 and 64. 2017-18 was kind of his breakout year. He had that 67-point season and, and played all 82 games, skating 24 minutes, blocked 109 shots. He was uh, he was sixth in Norris, voting the second time he's been inside the top 10 in his career. He's, you know, he's uh, he's got to get back to that. And I think that's what everybody's hoping is where he's headed with this start this season is getting back to that kind of form. Only 28, and the Stars have him, to, you know, they have him for another year. He's out of contract at the end of next season, but he's only 28 years old. There's plenty of room for him to continue to to, to, to kind of show this growth, this regrowth, and, uh, and, and dominate games in the way that he has. You know he's he's such a he's such a, an elite creator um, offensively and and he's got obviously that that shot from the blue line that wrister from the blue line it's like the puck has eyes a lot of the times when he when he shoots that um, he loves to do it on the power play we talked about it all the time the John Klingberg classic we talked about it when Josh was still on the show the John Klingberg classic is is a face off 
to the left of the goaltender, play it back to Klingberg. Klingberg skating along the blue line, moving to his left, shoots it back across the goalie. Um, so moving to the goalie's right, shoots it back across the goalie, and uh, and either looks for the redirection or just beats the goalie by himself. And he, he's he's done that so many times. And hey, you know it's coming. You know it's going to come. But he's he's his timing is so good. His anticipation is so good. He's able to to create havoc with just that little simple wrister from the blue line. And it, it's you know, but he, beyond that, I mean, he's just. His ability when he's got the puck on his stick in the offensive zone, you kind of sit up in your chair a little bit because you know he can create something. He can find the pass. He can get the redirection he's looking for. He can, you know, he can do so many things. And um, and you know, he's been better defensively this year too. And that was a knock on him as well. Was John Klingberg, you know, great offensively going to be a kind of a liability at times defensively because he gets pinched too far in. I think he's been pretty solid defensively this year. He's not Esselindel. He's not Miro and He's not the elite anticipating defenseman who, who is always in the right position. But he does a good job of 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 just containing the opposing uh, the opposing forwards and and in Esselindel helps with that. Having a guy like Esselindel with the defensive ability, he does certainly does help with that. Klingberg had a great playoff last year. And he's picked up where he left off. He had 21 and 26, 21 points in 26 games in the postseason last year, and that's similar to Tamir Haskinen. That's where Stars fans kind of started to to take notice and go, okay. Both these guys have the ability to just be game changers and, and, and create at will. We just need to see it over the, the course of the full regular season. In Miro Haskinen's case, it was, okay, he's only 21. If he's already doing this, what can he do as he continues to develop? John Klingberg's case, it's, hey, we've seen this before. Let's get back to that, get back to that. And he's a, he's an elite defenseman in the NHL. Short term, he's going to be a top pairing. He's going to be a power play anchor for this team. He's, he's uh, you know, there's no secret about that there. Long term is where the questions kind of creep up for him. Stars obviously are going to have to get some long term a long term deal worked out with Miro Heiskanen. That's an absolute a certainty. They're not letting Miro Heiskanen leave. He's too good. He's only 21. There's so much for him to do and develop into. You're not letting him leave. So it raises the question: Where do the stars get off of some of the uh, the the salary that they're tied up to so far? They've got six over six million dollars committed to Alexander Radulov next year. Nine and a half to Jimmy Ben. Seven to Joe Pavelski. Uh, over three to Radic Fox on Rope Hintz. Uh, you look at their defenseman, 5.8 to Esselindel, 4 over 4 to John Klingberg. Uh, and then, of course, you've got uh, Ben Bishop's due almost $5 million. Uh, uh, Anton Dobin's due over $3 million. And, uh, and Tyler Sagan is due you know, almost $10 million. So the Stars don't have very much cap space geared up for next year. As it stands right now, looking at uh, this coming from Cap Friendly, projected cap space for next year, $16 million. And that's with a, quite a few uh, RF, uh, RFA and UFAs that they've got to replace Andrew Cogliano, Blake Como, Jason Dickinson's an RFA, Justin Dowling's a UFA, Alexiak, uh, Haskinen, Pesic, Hanley. I mean, they've got a lot of holes they've got to fill. And so you start to wonder, okay, after next year, what do they do with John Klingberg? Do they go, you know, do they go in a different direction? Do they try to get something long-term worked out? If he plays like he's playing, he's going to be paid, you know, he's probably going to get a deal upwards of Vessel and Dell, maybe higher. If he plays like he's playing right now, it's probably, it's almost certainly going to be higher than than the 5.8 Vessel and Dell's making. So kind of, kind of some, some consideration that the stars are going to have to, to give to, to what they're going to do with John Klingberg's contract in the long term and, and, and just try to get things kind of sorted out and, 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 
um, where they're going to do with his cap space. You know, there was talk of what this offseason fans were talking about. You know, do you try to move John Klingberg this year um, and, and, and get off the money now and, and get somebody in who can make more of an impact? I think they're. I think the Stars are being rewarded for not making that move. Um, not that we there was a move pending or anything like that, but you know, I think the Stars are being rewarded for showing the faith. I think that I don't think there's a there was not a better option available to the Stars than keeping John Klingberg. And he, and he's rewarded him so far. I think this season. Now it's uh, now it's about continuing to uh, to show what he can do and and, and continuing to uh, to uh, to to play up to this uh, this contract that he's got um, that he got a, a few years ago. So. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, uh, great. I need a great John Klingberg. He's got an A. Absolutely an A. He's been really, really good for the Stars team this year. No question about it. That's going to wrap it up for this Saturday edition of the Locked on Stars podcast. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Locked on Stars. You can follow my personal account as well at Kenneth underscore Nash 19. If you haven't, hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast so we show up in your feed every single day. We'll be back in, uh, potentially Sunday evening. Should be Sunday evening, maybe. Uh, I got a busy couple of days. If we get those, if we get the crossover episode done, it'll be out on Sunday, I'm pretty sure. If not, it may be Monday before you hear from me again, getting you ready for the series against the Florida Panthers. So uh, we will be back for that. But that's going to do it for this week's episodes. Make sure to enjoy your weekend, stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.